Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com here with another seven-day call to get you through the week and help you to burn fat and change your body and transform. And speaking of the transformation, we have finished up our uh, latest transformation contest here on December 11th, and our next contest will start on December 27th. That's a Sunday. That's two days after Christmas, obviously, but you can uh, get back in the groove immediately if you want. Now, of course, you'll have until about the 10th or 15th of January. I'm not sure the exact date to enter. Uh, you can join later, but you can also join if you want to get started right away and you don't want to wait until after New Year's. You can get started on the 27th. So we'll be giving out lots of information and you can get ready to fire it up. And also look for voting information on the sixth Turbulence Training Transformation Contest coming soon. Now, no matter when you start, I want you to realize that it's amazing what you can accomplish. And you'll see that next week when we announce the winners of the sixth Turbulence Training Transformation Contest. But for now, Monday, December 14th, Transformation Tip of the Week, it is this. I want you to be loud and proud. I want you to be loud and proud of the healthy changes that you're making in your life. There are so many folks out there just secretly wishing that someone like you, like you know, other people around them would take charge and be a healthy role model for them. People just need someone to kind of blaze the path. And if you do that, now this might not happen overnight, but if you do that and you continue to lead by example, without preaching or being condescending, but you know, just leading by example, doing what you want to do and being proud of it, you're going to build an entourage of healthy people that's going to help you reach the next level. So the more people that you help, the more they're going to help you, just being around those people. So I highly recommend that you be very proud of what you're doing. Even now, even before Christmas and before New Year's, doing this now, you can really take things to the next level. All right, so let's take a look at our program of the week, which is the Intermediate Workout from the Fusion 2K6 program. So from the original 2006 Turbulence Training Fusion program that I wrote way back in the day, almost four years ago. And in fact, because I did write it four years ago, some of my opinions have changed on the programming, and so I have changed a little bit of the exercises in this program compared to the original. And this week we're going to do the Intermediate program. Next week we will review the Advanced program. So there's actually eight weeks of exercises in this program. So we're going to start workout A with a superset of dumbbell squats and Spider-Man push-ups. Now, if you, can't, if you don't want to do dumbbell squats and you have access to a barbell, you can do deadlifts instead. Uh, but you're going to do one of those two exercises, the squat or deadlift, paired with Spider-Man push-up. Now, Spider-Man push-up is where you lower yourself to the bottom position while taking one foot off the ground and bringing that knee up to your elbow. So let's say I'm starting with my right side. I'm going to do a regular push-up down to the bottom position. But as I'm going down, I'm bring my right knee up and touch my right elbow. And then as I push back up, return it to the start position. So a real strong, tough, challenging exercise. In the second superset, we're going to do dumbbell rows, a very heavy dumbbell row, six repetitions. And we're going to pair that with Bulgarian split squats for 15 repetitions. So that means you're not going to use a lot of weight. And in fact, if you want to eliminate the need for weight at all, you can, um, you know, you may only need body weight only um, if you're intermediate. But if you're advanced and you still want to do this program, you can do the one and a half repetition style Bulgarian split squat where you lower yourself to the bottom position, raise halfway back up, drop all the way back down, and then raise yourself up again. 
So you can do it that way. All right, and then in the C, in the third superset, you're going to do dumbbell incline presses paired with a one-leg Romanian deadlift. So that's an exercise for the hamstring, and obviously for your balance as well, it's a tough one. Uh, you may want to do that just with body weight only and do it up near a wall so you can get balance support. And then you're going to finish off that workout with interval training, and that's workout A from the intermediate level of fusion fat loss. So into Tuesday now, we're going to have our 30 minutes of fun activity. Make sure you get up and get moving. And now I want to talk about a very interesting protein study that a lot of people have been talking about. This one came out a couple of weeks ago. It's from the journal Medicine and Science and Sports and Exercise. And the study is called Increased Protein Intake Reduces Lean Body Mass Loss During Weight Loss in Athletes. So they had 20 young men, and they had these guys on a regular diet that was getting them 15% protein. And then in a week after that, they put them on one of two diets. They either went on a, a diet where they cut 40% of their calories, or sorry, both groups, both groups of 10 guys cut their calories by 40%, but one group uh, consumed one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, and the other group cons- contain, uh, consumed 2.3 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So that 2.3 gives them the magical one gram of uh, protein per pound of body weight that you hear so often. And they did this diet for only two weeks. And during that two weeks, they all did their regular training. Now, a bit of surprising results because the control group, and that was the group that only consumed one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, so just under half a gram of protein per pound of body weight, they lost 6.6 pounds and 3.5 pounds of lean body mass, whereas the protein group, they only lost 3.3 pounds of weight, and this is the protein group is the group that consumed one gram of protein per pound of body weight, and they lost only 0.7 pounds of lean mass. So they didn't lose a full pound of lean mass, but the group that consumed half as much protein while on this 40% calorie reduction diet, they lost over three pounds of lean mass. Now, that's a lot of lean mass in 14 days, and it does seem a little fishy. But uh, on the, the bright side, there was no differences in performance. So that means the group that got half the protein, they still were just as strong um, and uh, didn't have any losses in strength compared to the group that had more protein, that had the one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So surprising results. And so we go to my friend Brad Pilon, the author of Eat, Stop, Eat, and he has a a special report called How Much Protein Do We Need? And I asked him about this one, and here's what he said. You know, the study is very interesting, but it shouldn't cause you to change your views on protein too much because he has so many other studies that he's found where eating very little, much less protein, not that one gram per pound of body weight, and dieting uh, has shown that people don't lose lean body mass. So he was kind of surprised, and he said there was a couple of things here. Um, First, that they measured fat-free mass, or sorry, it's first that they, they lost so much lean body mass and fat, otherwise known as fat-free mass, he just didn't understand because in, in other studies that had been four times as long as that study that, you know, this 14-day study, people consuming fewer calories didn't lose that much lean body mass. So he was kind of surprised by this one, um, even though he says the study was well-conducted. So, you know, it could have been one or two guys I know I've been in studies where one or two guys just have had amazing results or have had big decreases and lower the 
average of that group. Now, it, it, it just could be that or it could be who knows what else, but he was really surprised at the results. And he also said that the measurement method that they use, this thing called a DEXA machine, doesn't really specifically measure muscle mass. Lean body mass can mean many things. It can mean bone. It can mean uh, fluid. It can be anything but fat. And so he basically says it could have been something else leading to these changes. That, you know, it could have been differences in body water. And again, in 14 days with just 10 guys, it could have been one or two guys had some really crazy results. Um, they also, he also said that, uh, you know, he's just, there's so many, again, he comes back to the point, there's so many studies that have found different results in this under similar conditions. He was just really surprised. It could have been measurement error even, um, again, with uh, only 10 subjects in such a short amount of time. And so the bottom line that Brad says here is that we shouldn't jump to conclusions about the publication just this one study. It just simply adds to our understanding of all the other studies. And, you know, we take, uh, we take this study and we put it in with all the other ones and we see what we can learn from it. So something to consider. Now, even if you did say, well, you know, in my eyes, this guarantees that we need one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Again, that's not that big a deal. And if we use the great uh, equation given us last week by Alan Aragon, we really only need one gram of protein per pound of our goal body weight. So if we're trying to lose, you know, if we're a 260-pound man with a lot of body fat, we don't need 260 grams of protein because the guys in this study were athletes and they already had low body fat. Um, but if you're 260 pounds at 30% body fat, you shouldn't be going for a gram of uh, protein per pound of body weight. You certainly don't need that. Let's say you want to get down to 220 or 200 pounds. You know, at most, you would go to, you know, for however many pounds you want to be. Like, let's say if you want to get down to 200, at most, you should have 200 grams of protein, but you probably don't even need that much. And with that, you, you'll probably need a, bit, a couple of protein shakes to get to 200 grams. But, you know, if you're an overweight woman, 140, and you want to get to 120, at most, you're going to need 120 grams of protein, and depending on your diet, if you eat meat, then you probably don't need to go into protein shakes. You know, a, a cup of milk is 10 grams of protein. A cup of yogurt is about 10 grams of protein. Chicken breast can give you 20 to 30 grams of protein, depending on how much chicken is in the, that, that uh, portion that you consume. One egg gives you about 7 grams of protein. So there's lots of different, lots of ways to get real food and get your protein sources up to 120 grams per day, 150 grams a day of protein from food shouldn't be that difficult unless you're on a very calorie-restricted diet. But those things that I just mentioned there, those are all very low-fat uh, levels of, or low-fat sources of protein. So, again, you probably don't need to go to protein shakes unless you really like it. And the reason why I always just, you know, kind of make fun of the protein shakes is simply because they just, you know, if you're going to be consuming stuff, and we all think about food, quite a bit, and some people think about food all the time, and then you go and take, you know, you're only allowed so many calories per day, and you're spending some of those calories on protein shakes, and you, all you do is think about food. That's kind of pointless, in my opinion. You may as well, uh, you know, seek something out that, that is real food and tastes a lot better than a protein shake. All right, that's, that's the protein stuff. So, um, you know, it doesn't certainly solve anything, but, you know, if you just want to err on the side of, you know, making sure, 100% sure you get enough protein. Combine last week's recommendation to get one gram of protein per pound of your goal body weight in your set.
You won't have to worry about protein. Okay, into Wednesday. One little exercise that I've been playing around with uh, in 2009 that I really liked was doing a side plank and a dumbbell lateral raise at the same time. You know, side planks are kind of boring, but Bill Hartman talked about this exercise in Men's Health Magazine. So when you're doing the side plank, the arm that's up on top that doesn't do anything, you can hold a dumbbell, very, very light dumbbell, and you can do a lateral raise where you start with the dumbbell down uh, near the ground and you raise your arm up straight up until it's kind of pointing at the ceiling, and you can work your shoulder at the same time as uh, working the abdominals, and you work your abdominals a little bit harder too. Okay, into the uh, workout B of Fusion 2K6 from the Intermediate Level Program. We're going to start with a dumbbell chest press, three sets of six repetitions, so strength, uh, strength intensity there, harder than, uh, than normal, so we're dropping, dropping the reps down, increasing the weight. And we're going to do a one-leg hip extension paired with that 15 reps. Now, this exercise, you think, oh, I'm lying on the ground. How hard could this be? It's actually quite a, a good exercise and really can hit your butt and your hamstrings quite a bit. So let's get the one-leg hip extension in there. And then we're going to do, uh, in the next superset, dumbbell reverse lunge, which is easier to do than a forward lunge, but a little more difficult than a split squat. You're going to do that paired with a shoulder press push-up or a pike push-up. Um, that's simply where you have your feet on the bench and you have your hips piked up in the air and you try and be as vertical as possible to work your shoulders and your triceps a little harder. And then in the third superset, we're going to go inverted row, which is uh, lying under the bar, pulling your chest up to the bar, and you're going to pair that with stability ball leg curl. So that workout's actually changed quite a bit from what was originally in the intermediate program of 2K6, but uh, you know, for an intermediate level, I think that's a more appropriate workout there. Into Thursday, we're going to do 30 minutes of fun activity on our day off. And uh, here's a little research that I came across. I couldn't find the actual source of this, but it's been quoted a couple of places. And it says, you will end up ordering more food if you eat dinner with a skinny friend who orders a lot of food. So let's say you go out to dinner with one of those people who can eat whatever they want, and they order a big serving of um, you know, food at their dinner. And even though you want to keep your calories in check, because they're, you know, of moderate weight or skinny and they order a lot of food, you'll end up ordering a lot of food. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting. If you're with an overweight person and they order a lot of food, these researchers found that you'll actually order less food. Isn't that interesting? So if you're with, with a skinny person that orders a lot, then you're going to order more food. If you're with an overweight person that orders a lot, you're going to uh, order less food. And then they also found that you order less if you eat with people who are careful about what they eat. So if you went out to dinner with me, in most most evenings, not every evening, but most evenings, you probably order less food than if you were you know, with that skinny friend who ordered a lot. So I guess the lesson here is to, uh, you know, if you're going to a lot of parties and, and uh, you don't want to overeat at all of them, you know, there's some, if you're just going to one or two, then by all means enjoy yourself. But if you're going to a lot, and you have to check it at some point, obviously. You can't just go around eating 3,000 calories at every every night if you go out to Christmas parties every night. But the, the bottom line is to probably hang around the right folks at the Christmas party. That means hanging around people who take care of themselves. And, and that simply goes with everything in life. If you, You're going to basically become what the other people you hang around uh, become. In most cases, people kind of average themselves out with the people that they hang around. So consider that for many, many things. 
especially in the new year when we get back into exercise. All right, so workout C from the intermediate level of Fusion 2K6. We uh, are going to get into that in one second, but I also want to mention one other exercise that I, I just did today, and it's a really great exercise. I haven't put enough into the programs, but it, it does involve a barbell, unfortunately, and it's called the barbell rollout. Now, stability ball rollout is similar, but it's not as hard as the bar bar, barbell rollout, um, and the barbell rollout is probably just as hard, maybe even a little bit harder than the ab wheel rollout. So what you can do with the barbell rollout is put at least 25-pound plates on the end of, uh, the bar, of each bar, of, on each end of the barbell. You can also use 45-pound plates, but you can't use 10-pound pound, 10 or 5-pound plates. It just won't support you as you roll out. But the 25-pound plates are thick enough. And so what you're going to do is kneel behind the bar on the mat and place your hands on the bar, and then you're going to do the ab wheel rollout or the stability bell rollout motion, keeping your body in a straight line. You're going to go out and stretch your abdominals. Um, you're going to have to be very conservative with this exercise because you can go a lot farther then you're probably strong enough to do. So, I mean, the range of motion on this is quite, could be very big, but most people aren't strong enough to go through that entire range of motion. So be careful, and then contract your abs hard to come back up to the start position. So the barbell rollout, I think it's in a couple of YouTube videos, and it certainly will be in the 2K10 program that will be out in January. So look for that and that video. All right, so into workout C of... Fusion 2K6, the intermediate level, we're going to start with a dumbbell split squat paired with a close grip dumbbell press. So that's where you're lying flat, doing a regular, it looks like you're going to do a regular dumbbell chest press, but instead of having your arms externally rotated and your palms facing towards your feet, you're going to have your palms facing one another and your elbows tucked into your side. And you're going to do a bit more tricep pushing in this exercise, and it will take a little bit of stress off your uh, external rotate, external rotator muscles. Um, the only problem is if when you lower it down, it can be a little bit of extra stress for the front of the shoulder capsule. So you may want to limit the range of motion in this exercise. Just you know, lower it down just until your arms form a 90 degree angle between your forearm and your upper arm. So take a little bit of range of motion out of that, and you'll be easier on your shoulders. Then in the second superset, you're going to do pull-ups. Now, if you can't do pull-ups, you can do a dumbbell row or dumbbell rear deltoid raise. And you're going to do something called a sift squat, which is where you balance on the balls of your feet and you do 20 repetitions of this bodyweight squat, and it's going to work your calves a little bit more. Um, if you find that a little weird and you're not really sure what's going on there, you can just do a bodyweight squat or you can do lunges or, you know, you can go back and do a single leg hip extension again. So really it's okay to substitute stuff in. You can even do a calf raise in there if you want, if you have access to a calf raise machine that you like or you want to do one leg calf raises at home. And then after that, instead of interval training, we're going to do this little circuit up to three times of body weight exercise, uh, of exercises. The first one is a dumbbell exercise. Everything else is body weight. So you're going to do dumbbell diagonal lunge. And we do, when you do a diagonal lunge, you're going to step out kind of on a 45-degree angle, but keep your foot facing forward, and that will stretch through your groin, and then you'll have to drive off, and it will strengthen your groin as well. So stretching and strengthening the groin a little bit. You're going to do 12 repetitions for each side. Then you can do the offset push-up, and that's where your hands in the push-up position are not right across from one another, but one hand is in about a, a hand's length in front of the other. So you do 10 repetitions and switch over to the other side, and that works your torso a little bit more. Then you're going to do a one-leg deadlift, eight repetitions on each side, body weight only. Then a Spider-Man climb, 10 repetitions per side, and then a plank for 60 seconds. 
and then rest a minute and go through that two more times. And that finishes off workout C from the Fusion 2K6 program, the intermediate level. We'll be back next week with the advanced level. So into Social Support Saturday, 30 minutes of fun activity, get out there with a friend. And then, you know, here's the bottom line about social support. It's really the number one key for success in fitness programs. You know, while support can, you know, the support can come from your spouse, your siblings, child, your parents, your friend, your neighbor, coworker, but it can also, perhaps even better, come from someone who you hold yourself accountable to on a professional level. So a personal trainer, lifestyle coach, nutritionist, doctor, physiotherapist. If you're holding yourself accountable to those professionals, according to an old research study from Stanford, which I no longer have the reference for, they found that that was the absolute best level of social support, was actually paying for it and having a professional that you are accountable to. And uh, that, that simply says that no matter what, you just can't go out and do this on your own. You need to be there with somebody. You need to be eating with the right people. You need to be training with someone. You need to be you know, being accountable to a professional. And all that social support is very important in your quest for fitness and fat loss. So, you know, we certainly have also found research studies that show the Internet offers a great level of social support with online weight loss communities such as ttmembers.com. So check that out, especially if you're going to get into the next contest. Uh, it's a great, great way to stay motivated. Okay, into Sunday, we're going to do our planning, our shopping, our preparation work. We're going to have 30 minutes of fun activity. And when you're shopping, I want to make sure that you get rid of all the sugar that is, you know, in the ad, added sugar in your diet. You know, sugar from fruit is certainly fine, but, you know, get sugar out of your breakfast cereal. Get sugar out of, um, you know, your calories that you consume from liquids. So, you know, no juices, no soda. Get that stuff out of there, and you'll really help control your calorie intake. Uh, what uh, Men's Health from the December 2009 issue is reporting that we should not get any more than nine teaspoons of added sugar per day. I'm not sure where they get that figure, but that's what they said. Um, but most people get 30 tablespoons, teaspoons of sugar per day, and a can of soda alone has eight teaspoons of sugar. So be very careful about what you're putting in your body, especially anything that comes packaged. There's a lot of sugar. Sugar makes you want to eat more because it tastes so good. So just be careful. And we actually had a really good post up on the TT Fat Loss blog about how to reduce your sugar cravings. We had uh, over 30 recommendations, and then people put another 10 on the blog in the comments section. And then I asked my friend Brad Pilon, who we talked about with the protein study, for even more tips, and here's what he said. He said, sugar cravings are the result of expectations, and, and most people just simply need to break the cycle and literally take a break from sugar. So his advice is to do the 24-hour fast. That's what he's known for, the Eat, Stop, Eat program. And, and I highly recommend it. I think it's a great program. I think it really helps you understand when you're truly hungry and it really helps you control yourself, you know, in, especially in that time between after work and dinner time when people really kind of mess up their diet and also after dinner as well. So by doing that fasting program, you will break the cycle. And you only need to do this a couple of times, he says, before you really see a reduction in sugar cravings. And, you know, if you just pay special attention when you're fasting and write down, you know, what you're craving at what times, you'll find out, you know, what when you are really craving the sugar. But more importantly, there might be cues in your life that make you crave sugar. So, for example, if you grew up every day after high school going to the corner store and getting a candy, 
then you might crave sugar right after work on your drive home. That you know, it's, it's more of a ritual than it is a physiological craving. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, if uh, sugar addiction exists. You know, certainly not. Um, I don't know if it's as real as alcohol addiction, but uh, regardless, you know, certain other people will argue the other way. But in many cases, a lot of stuff that we do is based on our mental rituals. So if you can break those patterns, whether it's with fasting or whether it's with something else, uh, you know, you'll certainly overcome those cravings in the long run. And simply, the more you know your personal eating cues, Brad says, the better you will be at avoiding or beating those impulses. And I really strongly agree. I played around with his program for for many times. I did an entire six-week program or four-week program where I had where I went on it while still trying to build muscle mass and strength, and I was able to do it. Um, it really works out well when you're traveling, and I highly recommend it. Check it out at eatstopeat.com. So that is it, everybody. That is it for this week's call. Next week, we're going to do that Advanced Fusion 2K6 workout, and we're going to have more tips to eliminate binging next week. We've got uh, you know a simple little technique, and, and also we're going to get uh, Cardina Pauses, recommendation on how to avoid sugar cravings uh, from a vegetarian perspective and she's you know certainly got her biases towards you know ways to do things so we'll talk about that next week hope to hear from you on the blog about uh, controlling sugar sugar cravings and all that sort of stuff and and you know the bottom line here is i don't want to say you can't have anything good over the holidays but i'd much rather you have you know these tools in place so that you Stick to the program that you put out there for yourself. Like you can say, okay, this week we've got a lot of parties, but, you know, it's, I'm going to at Jack and Diane's party on Friday night. I'm going to, you know, enjoy myself and not worry about what I eat because she makes the best meal and he makes the best, uh, you know, whatever, dessert or something. So that's that's my big reward meal. All these other ones, I'm you know, I'm going to control my portions. I'm not going to overeat sugar. I'm not going to, you know, overconsume alcohol. But, you know, Friday night's my big night. And that's the healthy way of doing things and enjoying yourself, and then not waking up the next morning feeling bad about it, not worrying about it, and then, you know, in, in the worst-case scenario, not giving up completely. So that's what I hope to help you accomplish is just a real healthy way of looking at eating and exercising and losing fat and, and also a successful way as well, obviously. So thank you for listening, everyone. We will talk to you next week with another great call. This is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com.